What is good, all of our listeners and sort of viewers, so welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And hey, if you see my banjo, can you let me know where it is? Welcome back to episode 140, where we're going to be talking about is being a gamer just a phase with our special guest, Mike Fury. But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. Here we are. Yeah, where do you get those like random phrases? They just like come out of the top of your head. As yeah. you're saying it. Uh, really? Uh, it's because my brain broke it, and this is where we are. I remember when we first started, you would, like, take, w- like, a couple of minutes to, like, think about, what am I going to say? What is yeah. I going to say this week? And now it's just, like, blah, blah. I'm like, I know. what was that? This was this is take two on the podcast. And, I, and you said a completely different thing. Yeah. And I, I'm just like, what? So he doesn't think of, so he just doesn't think about it anymore. <laughs> so if you do see my banjo, could you please let me know where it ran off to? It's like the one string instrument we don't have yeah true uh also if you uh would like to skip ahead we do have timestamps available for you so if you want to skip ahead that's fine hurt my feelings if you want to but timestamps are linked in the description down below uh so welcome back uh it's another episode we got mike fury on the show mm-hmm. so we're gonna get to him in just a bit in but a bit. but you know why why don't we start with some uh segments but just a little bit of announcements from our social media pages by the way if you want to hear us just talk about random things our secondary podcast what's the biz it's down in the description down below uh check it out it's just a whatever kind of podcast mm-hmm. super fun it's just me and liz talking about anything yeah. cool but we're on social media. We're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Acer Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. You can also follow us on Instagram, where you can see uh, some announcements that I'll have. I, I promise I'll get better on social media. Just let me get out of this seasonal depression, please. Thank you. But we also ask some questions about the show. Wow. Mm. So you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook. And I will ask you a question pertaining to the discussion that we'll have on the show. And you can answer it on the thing. Cool. But you should also join us on Discord. The Discord link is uh, it's in the description down below. If the link doesn't work, uh, just message me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Ace the Grocer. So just message me there. And I will give you a new link. But, you know, check us out there. Hang out with us and uh, hang out with some cool people that are on the show. I'll also ask you a question on the Discord, which most of our social media questions are coming from Discord. So yeah. uh, really well detailed. And uh, if you're new to the channel, hi. How are you doing? Are you having a good time so far? Great. Uh, you should subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you know when all these episodes come out, as well as any kind of announcements that we have. Or subscribe to our second YouTube channel, Evolt, where we're going to do uh, big video essays. So check that one for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that does it. I think we should go on with the show. What do you think? I agree. Cool. Let's talk about a movie we watched in the past week. Okay. Great. Let's do it with our well, <laughs> first segment, my pen. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, or HBO Max. And we like to give you a recommendation or not a recommendation. Here on Games of Groceries, we have a five-point scale, how to rate movies. We start with avoid at all costs, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Uh, so this week's movie actually comes from Netflix. It's a new Netflix original movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed by Amy Poehler. I'm not sure if this is her first directorial debut. I don't, I don't think so. It but it's it stars Amy Poehler, directed by Amy Poehler. And the movie is called Moxie. All right. Mm-hmm. Woo. So 
as uh, Liz is looking up, if this is her first directorial uh, debut, I will go into my rating of it out of the five-point scale, and Liz will give hers. So I gave this movie solid. I gave it a solid. It's it's just above enjoyable. It's not perfect, but it's a solid film. There's a lot of mixed reviews on this movie, and we'll get into that for a little bit, uh, in a little bit. But I think this is a solid film. But Liz, what did you give it? I also gave it a solid. Wow. Yeah. Why? What do you think? Um, I really enjoyed it. I liked how not I I, I liked how they portrayed feminism mm-hmm. as and they showed how it can be really, really good, but it, they also showed how you can take it too far and yes. not to be too extreme with it. Mm-hmm. And it showed that like how there are different types of feminists. Like yes. You can be a girly person and want to be in a loving, mm-hmm. r- nice relationship with a man mm-hmm. and still be a feminist and still, mm-hmm. you know, want that equality. And yes. I really, really enjoyed that. And it even showed, like, cultural differences with feminism, too. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, let's go into my first note here. Oh, did you find out? Mm, yeah, she did. This is not her de- directorial debut. She... Mm. Her first, she directed an episode of Broad City. She directed three episodes of Parks and Rec. She directed Dumb Prince, which is a movie in 2016. Hmm. She directed Wine Country, which I still want to watch. Okay. Okay. Well, it's so, not yeah. her directorial yeah, So this is not her debut. She, she's yeah. had some practice. I was about to say, I didn't really follow her directorial career. But anyways, uh, so first things first, This the setup of the movie is uh, it, it's a lot of what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a high school with a lot of cliques, but there's this jerk jock that they have to rise over and show mm-hmm. him who is boss, and there's this rebellion. It's something we've seen over and over again. Yeah. However, the way they've done... And also, there's a list of rankings and mm-hmm. all that. It, you know, social media and peer pressure. It's something we've seen before, but yeah. something about this. There's a certain seasoning yeah. to this certain setup, uh, <laughs> this certain setup where I think this is effective mm-hmm. and I think this is needed. Yeah. I, I feel like this sort of movie has been done before, but this is there's something about it where it's not brand new. Yeah. But there is an Amy Poehler seasoning on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what yeah. did you think of it? It's got those nice, funny elements mm-hmm. that I really love. It was casted great. Oh, yeah. Everyone was perfect for their role. Yeah. Uh, like, Amy Poehler played a mother, and the main character perfectly casted as Amy Poehler's daughter. Yeah. Like, my goodness. Like, yeah. it just they, yeah. they fit the bill. Not even, but not even visually. Like, yeah, she looked like she could be oh, Amy yeah. Poehler's daughter, but even like they all fit their character very well. They mm-hmm. all played their characters great. Mm-hmm. And I, so I really loved that element. I loved the comic relief elements. And like I said, I really did love that they showed that extremism isn't always the answer. Yes. And because I always struggled with that line of feminism where Mm -hmm. it's like you, when you're a woman, you feel bad. You're not a feminist. Yeah. And I never really consider myself feminist, but then watching this movie reminds me that I am, I'm just not an extreme level. I'm not, like out and always talking about it but you know it just reminds me that it's like yes like yeah we are women we need to stand together we need to make sure that mm-hmm. things should be ha- things that should be happening are happening yeah um and yeah so i i really enjoyed this movie i felt very 
not to sound cliche, but I felt very empowered with this movie, even though it was about high schoolers. Well, that brings me actually to my second point is that um, a lot of movies when they talk about feminism, Mm -hmm. they get too extreme and, yeah, and they, they become show those extremes yeah, the extreme and becomes grandeur mm-hmm. and i can't really get behind it because it's just so far out there that it becomes yeah. unbelievable where this movie is very grounded yeah but not only that between it being grounded and also the punk rock femme uh rock like soundtrack yes like the, i loved it it made the me soundtrack like I was in high school again yeah the soundtrack was fantastic it was uh, punk female bands and about rebellion mm-hmm. and the calls to protest. There's a couple calls to protest in this movie. Mm-hmm. It really made you pump, like between all that and it being a grounded movie of understanding what's like to be a woman in this age. And it yeah. even has a trans woman uh, character. Yes. Uh, which they don't really point to it. No, in, in they the don't movie. make it a big deal. They're like, this is the character. Yeah, they, the the dialogue has you figured out. It it doesn't say like, oh, that person is a trans woman. No, yeah. it's just a woman, but you start to hear what the problems are and you start to figure it out. Yeah. And that's what I appreciated about it. Mm-hmm. It didn't point to it and pat itself on the back. Yeah. It just said there's a lot of women's issues here. Yeah. And even that, and between that and the soundtrack and the calls to protest, it really made me pumped yeah, for really women's did. rights. And it really reminded me of how I felt at our, not so much in high school. I mean, I had an issue with uniforms in general in mm-hmm. high school, but in college, we went to a Bible college and they had a lot of rules on what we can and cannot wear. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me a lot of the things that triggered me in our college because it was yeah. like, girls can't wear tank tops and we can't wear this. And mm-hmm. every guy would post about how girls shouldn't wear bikinis because it made them stumble. Yeah. And so it just really reminded me of that stuff. And I'm just like, yes, like I, ref- I it's like I forgot these things made me angry because I'm no longer in that place where people are mm-hmm. controlling what I wear. Yeah. I'm an adult now. <laughs> Exactly. And uh, my final point as we kind of wrap up this segment is that uh, talking about, you know, the movie Mm -hmm. as a whole, well, it didn't discuss, it didn't really nail every single feminist's uh, uh, problems in America. Yeah. It didn't really nail them down. It was a great starting point to a discussion. It it. It's based in a high school. And that's what I, I, it kind of shows like, this is where this starts. Yes. This is where... All these problems start is you teaching girls this in high school. Yes. And I kind of liked that. They didn't show like the super powerful woman in, you know, adult world. It showed like this is where the problem is beginning. Mm-hmm. Fix it. And I and I think it was very it, it hit the nail on the head. Now, when I talked about there's mixed reviews, some of these reviews said that it's a great story of uprising. It's a great uh, coming of age story. But, you know, it didn't really hit the marks on the feminist movement, so we're going to give it points off. No, it does, no movie's going to start a revolution. Understand that. No movie's no, going to start a revolution. But it'll start a conversation. It starts a conversation. It gets you pumped. It makes you think of how yeah. you can fight this battle. This you know? is a good movie that I would show, if I had a teenage daughter, I would be showing her this movie and asking how she feels about Yes. What was discussed. Like, this is how I would introduce the topic of feminism to my daughter. I yeah. would show her this movie. So while it's not, I'm not giving this movie a perfect, because there are uh, there's some parts where I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. It's not the perfect movie, but it's a solid film. Yeah. I, I give this a solid film. Uh, and it really made me pump for women's rights. Not yeah. that I, w- oh, by the way, 
uh who was the cute boy's uh name uh steve his st- uh oh i don't know his name in real life but yeah he's that's an adorable boy that- he is adorable and i do need to correct myself i said i would show my daughter this to <laughs> talk about feminism i would show this to any of my kids teach yes. about feminism boys need to know about too and boys can be feminists yeah so. And, and this movie touches on that exactly, and that's I also really loved that. So uh, before we go even further, yeah, about I was gonna this, say like we need to stop because I'm pretty sure we're already over time. I don't want to give this movie a perfect. This. I don't. We could talk about this movie. There aren't for the topics. Yes, love it. There are as a movie. There are some things that I'm like, that's not what high school is like. Yeah, like that's not how that works. But again, this movie is called Moxie. It's on Netflix. We definitely, definitely recommend this movie. Oh, for sure. I definitely recommend this movie more than ever. Like I said, it's just, it's a woman's rights film. Mm-hmm. And it made me pump for it. And not yes. just understand it, but pumped for it. Yeah. So, pumped for it. Pumped for National Women's History Month. Yes. Happy National Women's Month. And this episode will come out on National, National Women's, Women's Day. Day. When's Men's Day? Never. <laughs> Why would you say that? It's awful. Moving on to the next segment. Uh, let's go on before I get myself in trouble. No, every day is Men's Day. Let's stop that. Let's make every day Women's Day. There you go. So uh, before I go into trouble, let's go into our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. Lizzie, what's going on here? Ding. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. But, like, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Uh, Why don't we start with the number three gaming news, which is actually about the Marvel Avengers game. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. Oh, I forgot to. Oh, wait. Nope. I was wrong. I was wrong. What's happening? I was wrong. It's about the Nintendo Switch. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that I um, ranked them differently. I, I switched the rankings last minute, so... Okay, we're gonna switch this around. So it's about um, it's about Nintendo Switch. So Nintendo, Woo-hoo. yeah. So Nintendo Switch, uh, the Switch Pro is actually a real thing, sort of, kind of. Cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's rumors of a Switch Pro, and this is why I made it number three because it's, eh, it's it's kind of sort of, uh, big news, but it's still kind of a rumor. Mm-hmm. So there's this rumor that Switch Pro, it's been a rumor for at least a year. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I haven't, I don't know how long. You've but been rumoring it for longer than a year. Switch Pro! <laughs> and we even discussed how Nintendo is making a successor for a Switch. Mm-hmm. So now this news comes out from a leaker known as Jason Schreier. <laughs> wow. But Jason, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Jason Schreier didn't leak this one. I was going to say, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. That's a different news story. I'm getting all mixed up. But anyways, Jason Schreier <laughs> didn't leak this. But it was, a report. <laughs> it was a report from Bloomberg. And Bloomberg put out this report. That the Switch Pro will be launched later this year, announced later this year. But the most important part is that this will have an OLED screen. Mm. An OLED screen that's 7 inches, which right now we have a Switch Lite, which is 5.5 inches. So it's a it's a bigger screen, and I mm. believe that the regular Switch is 6.2. So it has a larger screen. It yeah. has an OLED screen which will have higher contrast rates and it will have a better battery life because OLED screens save on energy Woo-hoo. made by Samsung. Now, here's everybody's problem. The screen will be only 
720p, not 1080. Now, when it is stocked, it will be uh, 4K display. It can do output of 4K. Mm -hmm. It's capable of that. It won't do it, but it's capable of it. But people are upset because it's only 720 display. And people are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But And here's the thing. Uh, Now, before I go further about that discussion, I want to read this quote from the article that's linked down below. Uh, this is uh, from from Yoshio Tamura. Tamura. Tamura? Okay, sure. Why not? Uh, the co-founder of Display Consultancy at DSCC, who says the OLED panel will consume less battery, offer higher contrast, and possibly faster response time than compared to the Switch's current liquid crystal display. Mm-hmm. Less battery, higher contrast, faster response time, and people are crying because it's not it's not 1080p. Yeah. Do you understand that frame rate goes above resolution mm-hmm. and this has faster response time? Yeah. Like, let's go. Come on, people. And there's a there's a lot of discussion, especially by uh, Jeff Grubb, who yeah. will come on the show in um, um, five years. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Grubb has reported, you know, he's put out there that on that small of a screen, you're not going to see a difference between 720 and 1080. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be that big of a difference. The big difference is going to be the battery life and the contrast and the frame rates. Yeah. It's going to be affected. So, Liz, what do you think of this? I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Um, I think it'll have great picture even with the 720. I mean, an OLED screen. I mean, I've always wanted an OLED TV. Oh, of course. So, mm-hmm. you know. So, I'm all for an OLED switch. Yeah. Now, question. does it, Will this have the removable... Um, Joy-Cons I ass- or... No, I assume so. Since it says docked, it will put out 4K. Yeah. So I'm assuming it will be like a normal Switch. Yeah. That's just what I beefed thought. up, yeah. you know? Um, like, took some whey protein. It took some whey protein. It's a little <laughs> beefed up. So, uh, again, this is still sort of a rumor, but an official rumor. Yeah. Which is why I switched it last minute <clears throat> yeah. to, uh, to number three. Um. Yeah, so this is pretty cool, though. Yeah, I like very it. Cool. Uh, I I never really had a problem with the Switch's resolution as it began with, but yeah. a higher contrast that's going to be really yeah, cool I think to see. Yeah, it'll be really nice. And the fact that it outputs 4K now that would be mm-hmm. pretty cool on on docked mode. So, uh, looking forward to seeing the official announcement of this. But right now, we only have, uh, you know, this sort of rumor Bloomberg thing. Not really. Yeah. Leak. Sure. Why not? But. Uh, let's move on to the number two, which is about Marvel's Avengers. Woo-hoo. Wow. Now we're here. So Marvel's Avengers uh, going on to the next gen systems. Uh, mm-hmm. Xbox Series X and PS5 will be more grindy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please, no. Uh, it's going to be more grindy. Yeah. Sorry to say. But, uh, yeah. But the reason being is that Crystal Dynamics wants it to be less streamlined, less, you know, solving more um, of the pacing issues. Mm-hmm. So let's go forward first with saying that this game has had a bad history. It came out as a buggy mess, but it sold a lot of copies. Yes. I believe when uh, this came out in September, in September of 2020, uh, this game actually outperformed a lot of games. Mm-hmm. I think it still outperformed uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster, which is, you know, uh, undeserved. <laughs> but, you know, it outsold that in that month. Yeah. Now, a lot of people purchased this game mm-hmm. and they dropped off real quick. 
because yeah. of the bugs. And also, you kind of get finished with the game pretty quickly. Yeah. Which brings me to the grindiness. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people might say that the grindy nature already is too much. And they're saying that, oh, to make it, you know, even harder to get XP now on the next gen systems. After level 25, it's going to be harder to get XP. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're you're telling us we're going to have to buy more XP boosters. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're just uh, boosting numbers. You're just making the game a little bit harder. But then uh, Crystal Dynamics actually came out. And this is a quote from the article that's linked down below saying uh from crystal dynamics saying while it's tempting to read that the increased grind is a cynical attempt to keep uh at keeping players embroiled in the avengers live service game for longer crystal dynamics insists that the goal is to fix pacing issues with the existing leveling system arguing the speed of the game currently awards skill points may be confusing and overwhelming mm -hmm. to new players they say we want each decision to invest in a skill or heroic to be more meaningful. So when it says that uh, to be confusing and overwhelming, mm -hmm. like you're getting all these XP points, all this, oh, upgrade this skill, upgrade that yeah. skill, boom, boom, boom. Like it's just a little too much. Yeah. When for newer players, it can be a little bit slower yeah. and make things more meaningful to put a skill yeah. in. With that, I can understand. Mm -hmm. What do you think? No, I, I think that's fine because like, I wouldn't want a game that like felt like it was too easy and mm -hmm. I was just leveling up and I wasn't doing that great. Yeah. So like I'd rather have a game that's like to me I feel like that's like that's what gaming is. Like yeah. when you're like working on this level and you just want to like get it and you want to get it right and you want to get you're you're working towards it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been lost a lot in recent years where we're just able to buy advancement. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we were younger, that wasn't an option. It was either you beat it or you're stuck. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't yeah. play the game, so it doesn't matter. But I'm personally, I would be okay with this. Yeah, I'm saying. I wish they would just update the entire game to be like <laughs> that. Yeah, so uh, I think it's fine for what they're trying to do. But mm -hmm. I'm sure people have complaints. And uh, they're just trying to get more people back interested in Marvel exactly. Avengers. So. Yeah. I don't have a big issue with it, but let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. But let's move on to our number one gaming news because I got a lot to talk about on this one. And it's about, uh, it's actually about the Harry Potter game. Woohoo! Not, s well, kind of good, kind of um, weird, but okay. not weird in the way of I disagree, but weird in a way of that's convenient. Yeah. So here's the thing. Hogwarts Legacy will now let you create a trans character in the game. Yay! Yay! But also, uh, are they trying to patronize their customers? Yes! A little bit. Now, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But Hogwarts Legacy, uh, of course, is an upcoming RPG mm -hmm. uh, in the Hogwarts, uh, in, in Hogwarts in the mm -hmm. Harry Potter universe. Now, the reason why it's in such controversy right now, because J.K. Rowling... Uh, went on this uh, little tangent uh, being anti-trans, yeah. transphobic, and misunderstanding what it means to be trans. So uh, a lot of people say Hogwarts Legacy is going on her legacy, and they don't want to purchase the game. Yeah. And also, they've been under hot water because Troy Leavitt? I guess Leavitt. Troy Leavitt, who was the creative designer, like the creative director, mm -hmm. lead designer behind this game, uh, has a YouTube channel being anti-feminist, pro-gamergate, yeah. and uh, Trump-supporting. 
So yeah. pile that on with J.K. Rowling, uh, spew as as well as him. Uh, this game is in hot water right now. Yeah, it's not in the best light. Now, a uh, little subplot to this news. After this news came out that you can tr- create a trans character, uh, Troy Leavitt had to leave it. <laughs> yes. He had to leave it. Get I, it? I understand. Thank you. I was you. ignoring it. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so he decided to to book it. So this means that the studio was just like, hey, man, we can't handle this much controversy, and you need to think about leaving. Mm-hmm. So he resigned. Now, the reason why... I'm not so keen, and I don't think you, the listener, should be so keen on this, is because what this is. So you might be thinking to yourself, how can you treat a trans character because, you know, trans is a mentality. It's it's, it's who you think. It's not who you think. It's who you are. Yeah. It's not really about creation. It's hard to show that Mm -hmm. in a video game without having a character that states it. Yes. Which you can't, which is hard for a company to do with. Yeah. A, c- a c- character that you control as a player. So how are they going to do this? The way they're going to do this is they'll let you pick a witch or wizard. Cool. Mm-hmm. Male or female, witch or wizard. And you can control the body type and the voice that's attached to it. Yeah. That's how they That's how they do it. So it's, it's your basic character creator, but you get to attach a female voice to a... To a masculine figure. Okay, so basically, you choose witch or wizard, so that is what you classify yourself under. Yes. So as a male or female. Yes. But you can still choose whatever body type and voice. Yes. Okay, that's not uh, terrible. Not terrible, lazy, but terrible. And, and the reason why I say lazy, here's the thing, uh, and I applaud them for this, mm-hmm. great, but here's the thing, they didn't do this until after... You know, the whole controversies came to be. Yeah. The other thing is that saying they're patting themselves on the back here. Like you can create a trans character. You know what other game can do this? You know how I know because I tested it out because I thought you could do it and you can. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 will allow you on a male character to put on a female voice. Mm -hmm. I can do that. I just did it. My male character has a female voice. So what they're trying to do is like saying, oh, you can have a a masculine body, but a female voice. So does Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. But they're not trying to applaud themselves on the back and saying, like, look how look how inclusive we are. They just put it in. Yeah. They're not trying to sell you on it. Mm -hmm. They just put it in to be inclusive, not to sell you on a game. They did it because it's inclusive. Yeah. Okay. before I go further, let me go on to this quote. Yes. Which is actually bringing up a great point between management and the developers who are heartbroken by JK's statements and also Troy's statements. Yeah. So let me go forward with this quote right here. On Twitter, uh, this is the quote, uh, article linked down below. On Twitter, Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier said that some legacy developers are sad and frustrated. As the development of the game started long before Rowling's anti-trans crusade, Hogwarts Legacy developers reportedly fought to add an inclusive character creator and a transgender character within the game. According to the report, management reportedly resisted. But currently, the character customization is included in the game, Bloomberg wrote. So basically saying is that 
the developers, the people who love the Harry Potter world, mm -hmm. and they want to put all their heart and all their passion into yeah. making this game that's inclusive and showing that the Harry Potter world is something to escape to mm -hmm. and love, but also have people who also love it to be included into it. Yeah. Management said no. Yeah. So the developers wanted to be inclusive. Management resisted. And looky here, the J.K. Rowling controversy came yeah. to be like, oh, no, it's going to hurt our sales. And then Troy Leavitt, mm -hmm. however you say his name, Troy Leavitt is um, not, not a good person. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is also going to hurt sales. Uh, Go ahead. Add it. Add it. Add it. Because we want the sales. We want yeah. the sales. Again. It's a PR stunt to say... Look, we don't agree with her. Yes, exactly. Again, let me rem remind you once again, Antonio Hawks Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster, you can already do this. They did yeah. not tell you you can do this. They just put it in because it's, let's say it together now, it's authentically inclusive. Mm -hmm. This is a sales marketing tactic. Yeah. Now... Now, the question comes to be, should we still support Hogwarts Legacy? Because the developers wanted this. Yeah. This is what they wanted, but management said no. Yeah. So while we're buying this, we're actually applauding the developers, but we're also develop, you know... Saying what they did was, was okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard. This one's a hard one. Because, again, the report says that the developers fought to put this in. Mm-hmm. But the management was resistant. But they did take it out. They did take out Troy Leavitt. They did put this in. It's a hard road. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're almost at the end of this segment because yeah. we got to bring our guest. But Liz, do you have any final thoughts on this? Um, I still support this game. Yeah. Because, the like you said, the developers wanted this from the start. And we've always talked about, do we punish management or support the developers? And I feel like we should always support the developers. Their heart is in this. They wanted this. And it really has nothing to do with J.K. Rowling. Exactly. Other than the fact that it's her... Legacy. Yeah. But... So... She gets no money, so... Write your thoughts in the comments down below. If you're watching this on YouTube, write your thoughts in the comments down below. What are your thoughts about this? Are you going to be supporting this game? Are you going to be supporting developers, or do you not want to reward the management for their decision? Uh, are you going to be buying Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster finally because it's inclusive, and you should also be buying it and also be enjoying it? Or Sims. Or, or, or Sims. Or Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster is coming on the Switch soon, so buy it on there. Anyways... Stop it, Adam. Okay, we got to go on to our guest, but write your thoughts in the comments down below. It's time for our final segment. Yeah. Uh, let, uh, we we had this guest on before. Uh, he's a really great guy. He's got a YouTube channel of his own where he puts in informative videos. Really energetic guy. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm excited to bring him on for this one. So why don't, why don't we go ahead and bring this on? Why don't we go ahead, bring on Mike Fury for our final segment. Oh, wait, we usually clap for him. So let's do it for, for Mike Fury. Coffee time. All right, buddy. He is back. He's back. The beast from the east. The the, the king of YouTube. And I know I say that for a couple people, but this is the true one. It's it's, it's Mike Fury. Mike Fury, you're back. What's up, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, you know, just uh, just tired, but nobody can see it because we don't have video anymore. So we can see how tired we are. <laughs> All right. 
yeah, I mean, it's it's 2020. It's pandemic burnout, man. Yeah. It, it gets to all of us. And I think I think in 2021, it's the year of we're done. Yeah, it's just we're over it. I was the past couple of days. I felt so tired. I was looking in the mirror and I was like, oh, look at that. I have dark circles around my eyes. That's new. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 was taxing. <laughs> yeah. Um, to put it lightly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to put it to put it quite frankly, once our kids uh, researched for a history project, like what was it like? Taxing. <laughs> one word. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just... expect at least one or two documentaries for 2020. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. At least one or two. At, mm-hmm. at the very least, like HBO level, yeah. like documentaries yeah. of 2020. My goodness. It's either going to be why America started wearing masks 24 <laughs> seven or back in the old days, we went, through this, days. we went through these five years of where we had to not go near anybody. Five years. That's, it's funny that you say that. I have it at five years too. I say yeah. until 2023, 2024, yeah. I don't think we're going to be good. Yeah. I don't like back to normalcy. Yeah. No. Like no. I remember when masks first started, like Adam would keep saying, he's like, man, I can't wait till we're done with these. Like mm. at first, cause they were so annoying when you first started. Cause it's like, you're not used to wearing them. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm like, I think we're even if everything gets settled down, even if every person in America gets vaccinated, we're going to be wearing masks mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah, if not forever. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's a it's a new year. But here we are with a yeah. gaming podcast. Everybody's happy here. Woo-hoo. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to bring Mike Fury back on to the gaming podcast here. And uh, I want to talk about, you know, phasing out of gaming. And I think I want to talk about this because we're all growing a little bit older. We're all mm-hmm. a little burnt out. We all, all have other priorities. But before we get started, I, I want to define the discussion here, yeah. right? What do we all think it means to phase out of something, phase out of an interest we once had? So, mm-hmm. Mike, I want to start with you. What do you think it means to actually just phase out of an interest? What do you think? I think it's more of a... How would I say this? I think it's more of like a hill. Mm. So peak interest, it's a hill. If we're going to like, if we're getting disinterested in something, I don't think it's like a fall. I think Mm -hmm. it's a gradual decline. Mm. So you go from, we do this all the time with video games. Yeah. Like there's certain video games, like let's say a Skyrim, you stay there for a good while, but eventually like they'll keep you there. DLC will come out and your interest kind of plateaus and stays the same for a long bit. But then eventually you kind of, yeah, you know, you die down and mm-hmm. no longer eight hour sessions of Skyrim. Yeah. We start you know, now we're back down to three, two, one. It happens a lot with uh, uh, looter shooters and games as a service. Yes, that's mm-hmm. like the, the big one. Uh, a lot of people have, oh, I'm peak interested in yes. this one, and then all of a sudden, oh no, yeah, bad monetization, not not a lot of content, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So, like I said, gradual decline instead of being like a complete just drop off. Like I'm never yeah. touching this again. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Liz, what do you think? I kind of agree with um, that version, that mm-hmm. thought idea. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that thing. Yeah. Um, no, but to kind of build off that, I think it's a phase is like a time where you're interested in something and then something else comes along that mm-hmm. grabs your attention and now you're focused on that. Yeah. Um, and also to go off Mike's answer was that like that's kind of how I was with Animal Crossing. Mm, Animal Crossing mm-hmm. came and I was like playing that twenty four seven. Every moment I got, I was playing Animal yeah. Crossing, and then I kind of got bored of it, mm-hmm. and it went down, and it went down, and now I like never play it. And then I try, and it's okay for a couple days, and I'm like I'm over it again. Yeah. Um. So I kind of think that's what a phase is, where it's like 
you're you're really on it. You're like, yes, I love this. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then either something else comes along or you just get bored with it and move on. Yeah. Because if it wasn't a phase, then it's something that you would be passionate about every day, day in and day out. You know what I mean? I agree with both of you. And I guess I'll just also build on top of it as well. I do agree with Mike a lot Mm -hmm. where it's just, you know, you start at a peak, you have your peak interest and then you kind of decline. Mm -hmm. But I think that you get that peak. And I'm going on the theme of you're growing older. Mm-hmm. I'm 30 years old now, so I'm basically halfway into the grave, as we all know. No, uh, no. But as time goes on, more responsibilities come up and more things come into your life. And time becomes an asset. Time becomes something of almost a commodity. Yeah. And so there's things where you just have to cut out of your life. And unfortunately, over time in this decline, you start to see in that decline, how much time am I spending on gaming? And if it's not spent enough, if you're already in that decline, Mm -hmm. you kind of phase it out and replace it with another responsibility you have Mm -hmm. or something else that consumes your time, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it just phases out, not on purpose, but yeah, as you get older, you add responsibilities and that amount of time, you ha- amount of free time you have gets smaller and smaller. Exactly. And I think, like Mike said, it's a, it's kind of a yeah. gradual one, but it's one that's phased out, unfortunately, because time becomes an asset. Yeah. And you need to spend that time wisely. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a sad and depressing kind of way of thinking. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, uh, I think that's pretty much every Pixar movie that's ever made. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, right. Have you seen Soul yet, by the way? Yes, I have. Oh, my goodness. They have that funny Knicks joke. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I've been messing with the team for a decade. It was like, like, oh, oh, that's right. Are you a Knicks fan? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm also a Sixers (laughs) fan. So um, we had the tanking years. We still have the tanking years. So. Uh, yeah, but Joel Embiid looked like he about a oh my god he's finally he he's finally funny. there dude I freaking love it but anyways you know good luck with the Knicks but <laughs> <laughs> hey win the playoffs oh yeah that's right oh there you go. man 2020 really did take a toll didn't it now um <laughs> but now I want to push forward to what we thought about stats right games can gradually phase yeah. out gradually as mm-hmm. time goes forward. Now, there's this societal push in modern culture that as soon as you hit 18 or as soon as you hit 22, um, Mike, how old are you, by the way? 28. 28. Okay. You're, you're, you're almost halfway to the grave. Now, um, <laughs> I got to tell everybody. I got to remind them. But uh, there's almost- say that a, on my birthday. Oh, uh, I will. 60's the cap. <laughs> 60's the cap. You're done. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's this- a certain age where you just have to stop gaming. Mm -hmm. Like you got to phase it out now, right now. Why is that? You know, before we go Mm -hmm. forward in our social media answers, uh, which we have a good amount of, why do we think that is that because in modern culture, and I think especially in America, why is it this massive push to stop you from gaming around like 18, 22, around those Mm -hmm. ages or or even 16 sometimes? Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's it's a combination of a lot of uh, like poorly done things. It's the kind of like the perspective where people think that video games are for little kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. It also has to do with just 
video games being seen as a waste of time, yet we have a lot of really good examples of people making great livings off of video games, Mm -hmm. whether it be on the business side or on the creative side as of people like us. Uh, It's also, depending on your partner and their upbringing, they also Mm -hmm. have this perspective of if you're playing video games, not really being a part of the family, being part of like, not really participating. When in reality, that could easily be, bonding time Mm -hmm. like yeah there's plenty of video games where you could play with your spouse with your uh significant other with your son with your nephews like Mm -hmm. this is this could be bonding time so it's a combination of a lot of a lot of things it also i could even go as far as to say it's political as well Mm -hmm. um every time they come out and say video games are the devil video games like uh they they hurt our kids etc etc there's a yeah it's a combination of a lot of things uh and it can't be further from the truth because I don't ever hear somebody tell somebody, hey, uh, you should stop like going out to parties or you should stop going yeah, out. True. Like, mm-hmm. like I've never said I've never heard anybody say that, oh, you should stop going to play basketball at every Thursday with the boys or something. <laughs> yeah. like, like there's so many different hobbies that are just hobbies and mm-hmm. some people just like video games, but for some reason, mm-hmm. due to the conversation yeah. and the archaic way of thinking that a lot of people, a lot of older people have. Uh, like we still got the boomer generation where yes video games was like a brand new thing to them like pokemon was brand new like they just thought like what what is this like why is it taking Mm -hmm. over the world like they just like they had never seen a game boy and i was like when i i came out the womb i had a game boy a big the big brick gray one yes i had that one disposable in my house like (laughs) We had yeah. a Super Nintendo. Like mm-hmm. I played Killer Instincts at like three years old or four years old or something like yeah, that. Like, like it, was, it was just readily accessible to me. So I'll, I will never have that perspective of video games because yeah. it was with, with you. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So it's just that. It's just a combination of just different yeah. perspectives and different like views on just what gaming is in general. I yeah. agree. Yeah. What, Liz, what are your thoughts? I kind of going off that it's, I think it has a lot to do with societal norms because if you think about it, it's a combination of people thinking or still seeing gaming as a children's thing. Yes. While also still seeing it as a man's thing. Oh yeah. Like a boys club. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you think about it. I don't think it's a specific age. I Mm. think it's a point in your life Mm. because no one's going to yell at the 24 year old bachelor for spending his night playing video games with his friends. True. But they will shame him if he's spending the night playing video games with his friends or playing video games in general, if he's married. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think as that, as a male grows in responsibility, that's when they start getting shamed for playing video games. Mm. Girls, on the other hand, get shamed for playing video games at any age. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. Fair. So I think that's what it's it's a mix of seeing it as still a children's toy yeah while also seeing it as a boys club so it comes with where a man is in his life that it becomes quote-unquote shameful to be playing video games still Mm. i'm gonna go on uh, again uh (laughs) question i'm gonna build off of each of yours and just go off of i think it has a lot to do with jealousy yeah, I think it has a lot to do with jealousy because, uh, again, with my my answer of why, like, do we phase out of uh, games? You know, a lot of people have different phases of life and they feel like mm-hmm. they don't have this free time. Why do you have this free time? And yeah. I don't. Why do you get to play video games? But I'm working my tail off or I have like they'll say it, uh, nasty kids. And I'm just like, hey, man, appreciate your kids. But whatever. Yeah. 
But they always uh, compare my life to their life. Yeah. Oh, he must not be busy. Oh, he must not be working hard. But I am. How come he gets to lounge around? Yeah. So it's just kind of like everybody has to be at the same level of yeah. work life or else they're not working hard enough mm-hmm. or else they don't really understand what life is in general. Mm-hmm. And they start to judge you for that. And they start to think that they're the ones that are in the rights. And, yeah. Or it's because they actually want to play video games but they feel like they're too busy. Yeah. It, it's like this jealousy uh, kind of phase in their mm-hmm. life. I don't know. It, it, that's just my to, theory. To, to add to that, um, I always like, it's always funny to me because the people that would have something negative to say, like they spend two hours watching, like, let's say a Miami Heat game or yeah. football exactly. on, on Sunday. And then sometimes on Monday and Thursday as well. Like yeah. it all, it's all options. Like, yeah. Whatever you yeah. decide to do on your free time, it's really just options. Like you don't have to shame anybody for it. Exactly. If I had a dollar every time, like somebody would shame. Oh, you play video games at this age? I'm yeah. like, yeah. Like, yeah. Why not? Like, yeah. What do you do on Sunday? Oh, you watch football. Oh, yeah, because that's so much of a different. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that's... so different from video games. Like, mm-hmm. you're watching a t- You're watching people play football. I'm watching little sprites that I get to control. Yeah, and destroy. Yeah. Like it's just something you're consuming. It's it. Yeah. yeah. Like we've been shamed for even watching let's plays. Like I've had someone ask me, like, you watch people play video games? You're yeah. one of those. And they literally said, You're one of those people who watch people play video games. It's I'm just like, like yes, because I cannot play it. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> why not? I don't know. It's just like, it's just bizarre to me to yeah. even think. That's this when way. you hit them with uh you watch the bachelors or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Some, like, stupid, yeah. some stupid like rea- reality TV. Like you you really spend your time watching that, but like, you're really? shaming me for watching Exactly. Uh, yeah. It, it's just a lot of shame and thinking that everybody needs to be at the same interest level at the mm-hmm. same age and all this. And I think the American work lifestyle has a lot to do with it. You oh know? my gosh, yes. Like if you're not working eighty hours a week, then you're not if really you're not a man. 80 hours you know, or you're not baby, doing something mad at me yes. <laughs> on earth i'm i'm working 80 hour fan yeah. you got this 36 and be yeah. happy mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I i work like between 36 and 40 hours and i'm just like i'm yeah, out always. like yeah. I'm, I'm out like once 40 hours hits i'm done we're done here Peace. Yeah. like i'll as see long- you on monday yeah exactly <laughs> there's like oh adam don't you want to be like really working hard i'm like no i want to be with my wife yeah. also yeah. be with master's chief e- either one of those two <laughs> Uh, in this household, it's okay if you do both at the same time. Wow. <laughs> but <laughs> you're an idiot. You're both idiots. Oh, oh come on. No, come, you ordered that. No, oh, come on. You're both idiots. Both the wording, idiots. the wording, wording is important. Why? <laughs> oh, Liz. Lord, have mercy. God Yo. bless America. Liz, I'm just I feel all like of I'm in high school again. <laughs> that was funny. So we got social media can't answers. Stand either right now. <laughs> Mike, I love you, man. That was great. That was great, though. <laughs> uh, we got social media answers from all of you. Uh, we'll save Liz from this. <laughs> Don't give me that look. You're the one that set yourself up. You're so, me hey, yo, we can cut it. <laughs> oh, we're not There's cutting this. Actually, I am way. I'm the one that edits. I'm too lazy to listen through all of this <laughs> to find it. And should just it go by. I just leave it in there. Yeah, just go. That's fine. Um, so I wanted to go into social media answers at this point. We'll save Liz the uh, the trouble here. Um, I asked you all on social media, do you ever see yourself phasing out of video games? And the first answer I have is from Tufer, uh, who has to say on Instagram, nope, 
I'll be in a nursing home still playing Pokemon Blue. Bury me, <laughs> bury me with my Game Boy and my Nintendo Switch. Uh, I think I told my mom that. Yeah, I told exactly. Be like, yo, it's gonna be a long haul. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about ninety-eight IV plug to my veins over here, just <laughs> just keep playing on. something, <laughs> anything at all. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think uh, we all think this way because we all grew up with gaming. Exactly. It's, it's never just... not been part of our lives. Like, even if you didn't, even if you're an adult who isn't really into gaming anymore, mm-hmm. you had a video game system growing up. There's no way you can tell me you didn't have some form of gaming system growing up. I don't it, believe it. It's just like how people of the the baby boomer generation still have Elvis um uh, El- Elvis records and Elvis yeah. movies. It was just a part of their life, and they still revisit. Yeah, back in their old life, and the same thing with us. We grew up with the video game era, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be a part of us. It, we're going to have those NES cartridges, you know, on the on the VHS shelf. You know, the, you know what I mean. Like yeah. your grandma always had the the VHS shelf, you know, with all the, uh, the old movies, if you will. But I think it's going to be a part of yeah. us. So that's uh, from Instagram, but the rest of them are from our Discord, which uh, link is in the description down below. If that link doesn't work, uh, message me. Uh, Mike is now uh, your duty to get on the Discord. So uh, sorry, buddy. You're going to be on the Discord. Who knows? But <laughs> that's fine. No, uh, I'll send you a link later. I don't know why I didn't already. But uh, yeah, so we have some social media answers on Discord, and they're actually really interesting. So we have a def- couple different lifestyles here and a couple different life paths. So I mm-hmm. want to start out with at Commander Nikki, and we'll just respond to each one, I think. Yeah. I think. I, that, that's how the show works. You're the one that <laughs> runs the show. It's really up to you in the end. <laughs> so at Commander Nikki, who lives in Germany, I want to add here, says, when I say, do you ever see yourself phasing out of video games? She says, I want to say No. But if I'm being honest with myself, if I'm being honest with myself, the right answer is I don't know. I do know that video games will always be a part of me. The question is, how big of a part will it be? Right now, I can't imagine ever stop playing video games, maybe playing less. Also, I'm sick and tired of the social expectation of growing out of gaming. Maybe games uh, have such a mature topic. Oh, many games have such a mature topic and themes that could never be childish. So I like what she says Mm -hmm. first. I want to say no, but the right answer is I don't know. Yeah. I always love that question where you're in job interviews. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? And just like. I just tell them what they want to hear when they ask me that. Well, samesies. But also, <laughs> it's like, like right now. <laughs> that is a secret you're not supposed to let them know about. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. Um, hopefully no job employers, you know, hear this. Anyways, but. If uh, they hear this, they're already not going to hire me. Oh, no. Anyways. Um, but that's the thing. Like, right now, if I ask both of you the question, where do you see yourself in five years? Maybe you got like this idea, sure, but really, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I see myself in five. I don't see myself where I am in a week. Who knows? We certainly didn't know we were going to be here five years ago. Exactly. So, that's facts. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you think of this answer? With um, she wants to say no, but the answer is, I don't know. And she doesn't know how big of a part video games will be. What do you think of this? I mean, it all depends on what 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 her life trajectory looks like like what mm-hmm. what is she planning on doing like if she becomes an engineer for nasa i think that the amount yeah. of time she has to dedicate to like become an engineer and then become an astronaut or whatever the case may be 
may be a little difficult to mm -hmm. continue playing video games. If you want to be a doctor, I've seen firsthand what it looks like to study medicine and it's yeah. every single day yeah. that you got to like, you got to be on in the books. You got to be studying. You got to, then after that, you got to go into like, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot. So it all depends on what she decides to do. Like if she decides to become a YouTuber mm -hmm. and she like yeah. wants to make a gaming channel, then guess what? Video games is going to be part of your life as long as that channel stays alive, as long as yeah. that dream stays alive. Yeah. So it all depends on what your trajectory is and mm -hmm. what your life trajectory is. And then on top of that, you could always just, like I say this all the time, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, if NBA players can play video games all the time, yeah. then yeah. why can't a doctor play video games all the time? Like, no, I'm not saying all the time, but you could take, yeah. like, there's 24 hours in the day. Yeah, You work, you sleep eight, you work eight, Mm -hmm. tops and let's say a doctor works 10 or 12 sure that still leaves a great amount of time that's four hours left you could bust out a couple of matches in call of duty if you want yeah. to yeah totally that could be a small part of your life it doesn't mean like people just need to like get that out of your head video games yeah. could like, like she says she doesn't know but they could gradual in from eight hours to six hours mm -hmm. to two hours or like she also had a good point too about uh about the the negative uh oh also, I'm sick of the entire the social expectation of growing out of gaming. Many yeah. games have such mature topics and themes that could never be childish. Yeah, that that part right there. There's so many video games that like I will never understand how somebody who loves reading mm -hmm. can't see the appeal of a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who likes watching shows can't see the appeal of a video game. Mm -hmm. Movies can't see the appeal. Like, how do you not see that it's basically almost the same thing. Yeah. If you're reading a book, you're basically taking a, t your, a portal where it's transporting you to whatever the book is about. If it's Harry exactly. Potter, if it's um, yeah. Game of Thrones, whatever the case, you're literally taking a portal and using your imagination to your advantage and yeah. like basically giving life to this world. Yes. TV show, same thing. The only difference is now you're seeing somebody's perspective of said imagine of of like the words itself. That's yeah. their imagery that they're providing. Same thing with movies and then video games. This time, instead of just watching also the image that they want to portray, also you're get, getting to interact with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which, in my opinion, is the best form of consuming. Yeah. <laughs> like, if yeah. they made it, like, I think there should be more video, more books made into video games. Like, that's just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hopefully, Harry Potter that comes out soon will be the greatest, will be like a great game. Mm -hmm. So that way we can, like, have this become more of a norm. Like, video, like, Books can be video games. They could be great video games. Mm -hmm. yeah. But sadly, companies just use them as uh, quick cash cows, yeah. quick, yeah. a quick buck, and don't really dedicate the amount of time that they need to. Yeah. Fair points. Yeah. Liz, do you have any thoughts on this comment? Um, I do. I actually want to touch on the second part of her answer where she says that she... I don't know if sure. video games... It, uh, video games will always be a good part of my life, but not a big part. Yeah, like where she doesn't know, like if it's going, like how much of a part it's going to play, but it'll always be part of her life. She just yes. doesn't know what capacity. And I really like that because that is how I've always thought about music. Mm -hmm. Because growing up, I was in choir, I did musical theater, I did anything that involved where I could sing yeah. or be around music. And I always, when I was younger, I wanted to get a G clef tattoo. Yes. Because I, I always said, I'm like, even if I'm not doing music as a career, music will always be part of my life. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted that tattoo because. No, I'm not singing professionally. I'm not in musical theater. I'm not doing anything involving music, but it's still part of my life. I still grew up around music yeah. and love music. And 
that's how I get through things, mm. you know? So I really like that part of her answer because I don't think people get that something can still be a big part of your life, even if it's not at the mm. very, at this very moment, it can still be impactful. So actually that's a great transition into this next social media answer. Uh, this is from Volt Supreme and, and this is going to be a great transition. Mm-hmm. Volt Supreme, who is a father of, I want to say two, and I feel like such a jerk that I don't know how many children I that Volt Supreme has. I think two. I'm pretty sure two, but he has two children and he's a um, he has a full time job and he makes music for mm-hmm. indie video games. So he's got his Shout hands filled. Him. Yeah. yeah. He, he actually made the uh, the theme song to this very podcast. Yep. So he does. Oh, you guys need to put me in contact with him. I would love to. Oh, yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. support the great people. I'm going to send you a link and he's in the discord. So definitely chat him up, but he, he's awesome. all about, and he lives in Australia too. So, uh, you know, crikey mate. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Volt Supreme, when I say, um, do you think you ever uh, phase out of video games? He says, yes and no. I don't want to sound judgmental or negative, but as a parent, in my personal situation, I can't see video games ever being a major part of my life in the form of me being a regular consumer. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, I will always have room for that ultra special game Mm -hmm. that is a work of art and it's worth dedicating time to. That will mean different things to different people. But also as I grow older, I want to be part of video game creation rather than consuming. But that's some uh, moral thing or anything. It's simply what I want to do. Uh, I respect the medium, and I don't have much time to play it, but creation means a lot to me. More can be said, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And then he has an off-the-record comment, so I will keep it off the record. There you go. So, uh, but I, I like what he said there, is that he may not have a lot of time for it, but he has time for that ultra-special game. Yeah. There, there's always that one game that will stick it's with you. It's still close to his heart. Yeah. Like, even though he doesn't have all the time in the world, he has that one game that's like super close to his heart that he will play yeah. whenever he can. I, I, that's me with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remastered, always, forever, and also Oxen Free. But, <laughs> great games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really. I, yeah. uh, and I, and I love that, that, that comment he made. Mm-hmm. You know, as a parent, he's always, you know, losing time, but he has that time for one game. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you think of this? I think he hit the nail on the head. Yes. I also think that he can also like, I think maybe cause maybe his kids are a little too young, but again, I say part of the, the, some people have as their greatest memories with their kid with their kids is playing um, video games with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remembered vividly to this day, my, um, we got the PlayStation one. I remember. And on the PlayStation one, there was a demo for metal gear solid. Yes. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I'm like maybe six, six, seven, maybe. Like, I'm mm-hmm. young, young, young. And I didn't know, like, a, a stealth game was, like, completely alien to me. I'm used to jumping on mushrooms and destroying yeah. Koopas and fighting games. Like, that, you know, it's simple things. But a stealth game, you know, it takes a little bit more thought. Like, I kept on dying. So I'm like, ugh. But then yeah. I watched my dad grab the controller and he kind of got as he kind of got far in the game. And I'll always remember that because there was a time where he actually jumped into my little lane of playing video games and understanding mm-hmm. how mechanics work and like like doing this and seeing it as something that we could probably participate. Now we never got to that point in our lives because we separated, but yeah, the, it could always be that type mm-hmm. of thing with 
parents and their kids. Like yeah. you could always have that time just okay, let's bust out some Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Let's not let's like there's a tons of co-op games. Like I hate it when people be like, oh, all video games are violent. Uh <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. No, they're not. there's a lot of like just buy forza horizon like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you like cars because there's a lot of people that like they their main thing like music play just dance or something with your with, with yeah. your kid yeah like, get the dance mat dance dance revolution 2000 whatever 2005 oh, get the that. dance mat yeah and versus your kids and yeah. if that's dancing or music there's tons of like persona had their little musical uh, musical memories came mm-hmm. out like last year they like there's tons of ways that if your main love is something else there's a video game made for oh, something yeah. like uh, somebody's like there's definitely a video game made for some mm-hmm. for someone who likes that type of um, type of like different medium yeah. so it all it all depends on just what like what your mind where your mind is and mm-hmm. what exactly yeah. you want to do yeah i agree with that is that um and you know i from what I've spoke to Volts, I mean, he's a fantastic father. Uh, and I'm sure, I don't think he's ever, I think he told me that he does play games. I I, I would not, I would yeah, not I be surprised that. because a, a guy who loves video games is involved in video games, yeah. has children. I'm sure he's not keeping his children away from yeah. video games. It's like, yeah. no, nah, this is, this is for me, fam. Get out <laughs> of here. <laughs> it's like, step. But no, I, and I, I, I totally agree. In fact, uh, my, my years in youth ministry, uh, a lot of parents played video games with their kids. Yeah. They just try to connect with them through video games. Mm-hmm. In fact, I kind of encouraged uh, parents not, not to say yeah. like, Oh, this is how you parent. But I'm like, yeah, all I said was like, meet them where they are. Yeah. You know, kind of just meet them there. Yeah. And a lot of times video games were the medium to interact with their kids mm-hmm. in, in a meaningful way. Yeah. We even read a report on the podcast where, uh, a a good percentage of Americans were actually connecting yeah. with children through in the pandemic through video games. Yeah, I think it was like sixty two percent of participants. Yeah, you know, connected with their kids mm-hmm. with this. Um, Liz, any other thoughts on Volt Supreme's answers? No, I mean, like you said, it kind of went off of what I had already said. Where, yeah, it's, even if you're not part of it forever, it's still going to hold a place in your heart. So it'll still. Yeah, it's still not a phase if it still has something. Mm-hmm. You still have part of it with you. Exactly, and I, I I think what resonated with me in this in this particular one, and it always will. He always has room in his heart for that one ultra special game, mm-hmm. and for me, it, it was you know it was oxen free. I know it's a yeah. it's a it's a recent one, but I think that game I just played over and over mm-hmm. again. I, I love the actual art style. I love the dialogue. I love the line. This night has gone banana bread. Freaking yes. love that line. But <laughs> yeah, this night has gone banana bread. Freaking love it. Banana bread is funny. <laughs> banana bread. I mean, someday I want to get a tattoo of the actual triangle and just say, is leave possible? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, it means that much to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I will always have room in my heart. If I'm if I'm not as involved in video games, you know, mm-hmm. I would still have room for that one game that yeah. meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really resonated with me. Uh, any other comments before we go on to the next one? Just just one. You yeah. can play one video game a year. Yeah, like, totally. I, I can two oh, off. Yeah. Like there was two that released last year that you could literally play all year, and it would have been like. Well, Ghost of Tsushima has um has like a cap because you could eventually just yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. complete everything. Yeah. But Hades, 
Oh, Hades, yeah. you could have played all year yep. long mm -hmm. and still like because you have to beat it 10 times to get the full ending. So, yes, yeah. 10 that's 10 runs that you have to complete. Mm -hmm. And those, and trust me, there's you're gonna die way more than you get to the actual finish line. Yeah, so mm -hmm. you could have just grabbed that. That was a what a 25 30 game, yeah, and played that all year. So, and that that could have been your one game and your one masterpiece for that year, and yeah, just yeah. Do that, like, and that's still minuscule part of your life play that one hour a day just complete one run and that was 365 runs you would have probably finished the game by then i probably have i hate yeah. the stigma where you can't be a gamer unless you're involved in every single video game that ever comes out yeah and it's just like the whole thing that we're talking about that we're phasing out of video games sometimes in life you only have time for one yeah. game and you're still a gamer it yeah. doesn't matter you're still in the community doesn't matter if it's candy crush Okay, it matters a little bit, but it doesn't matter. You're yeah. still a gamer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I and I just that that answer just resonated with me. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want to move on to uh, Game Simp, who yeah. was on the show uh, a couple episodes ago. And uh, when I asked the question, "Do you ever see yourself phasing out of video games?" Game Simp has to say, "I think most people who are into video games have periods." where they phase out for a little mm -hmm. on the contrary. I think a lot of gamers have periods where they phase in as well. Mm -hmm. They just phase back into games. It all depends on where you are in life, yeah. what your life looks like, how much free time you have, how much money you have, mm. etc. On a personal level, I find it hard to have time for games right now, but I try to play when I can. But even though I'm phased out right now, I know there will be a time where I phase back in. Yeah. So, I like this answer because I'm in the same boat with skateboarding. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I phased out of skating and now I'm 30 years old and my bones are creaky, <laughs> creakier than they were when they were 15. Yeah. But I'm phasing back into skating mm -hmm. and I'm just like, why did I phase out of this? Yeah. I freaking love this. But same thing with video games. I think it's much more common for people to phase out of games, especially what he said. It depends on where you are in life. Yeah. How much money you have. Is yeah. a big thing. Oh yeah. Uh, if you if you're out of money, Game Pass is fantastic value. But you know that that's beyond the thing. But that's the thing is that we have this uh, time of periods of phasing in, phasing yeah. out. But it, you can always come back to video games. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, Mike, what do you think about his answer? I mean, his uh, again, he, like he didn't say anything wrong. No lies were told, right? Uh, yeah. He's he's so right with the money thing yeah because oh, yeah. you can like unless you're like really vivid avid video game player like you buy a lot of video games or and you're like paying attention to all the sales like mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah but, uh, like it's 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 hard and i like and if you're like me i'll probably never be able to like destroy my backlog my backlog <laughs> is enormous yeah and like it's just and like a lot of people would look at that and be like oh that's a lot of money wasted that is correct there's a <laughs> lot of money wasted. but it's it's like where you are in life is important because if you're going through some things maybe video games maybe video games might be your uh release might be mm -hmm. the, the reason why you're like you know you're still got a happy mood and then video games might be the reason why you're a little like I don't stressed know, out like or it's, anxiety it's, 
hard. Yeah, it's hard. It depends. Like, if you are suffering from anxiety, you should not be playing Dark Souls. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's certain things that just don't mesh well. You should be playing Animal Crossing or something. Yes. Like that. yes. Play something zen, like something yeah. that's has a learning curve, but doesn't really have to like automatically mm-hmm. knock your head off yes. every single time you miss a back roll. Not playing. <laughs> yeah. PTSD, yeah. <laughs> PTSD on um, Dark Souls titles, but it's yeah, it's like he said. Yeah. Depending on where you are are in life, how you are financially, uh, yeah, they're um, it's either gonna be part of your life or kind of phase out and phase back in when something extremely like awesome comes out. Also, there's also that like yeah. I'm working on a video right now. 2004 was one of the best years in video games, okay. and I'm working making like a kind of documentary style video of that, like of how like. We're talking about GTA, San Andreas, um, San Andreas, Halo 2. I was waiting for that one. That year, that year was absolutely fantastic. Wait, yes. I got you. I'll tell you right now. So GTA, okay. Halo 2, Half-Life 2, Metroid 2, Snake Eater, World of Warcraft, Spider-Man 2, NFL 2K5, known as the best NFL. Yes. And then like some of the like normal ones, Fable came out that year as well. The Did first it? one. Fable, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal, Beautiful Joe, Kotor 2 came out. Like, it's if really in year. All like 2004 was absolutely fantastic. Yes. Mm. Now, there's a lot of years like 2000, I want to say nine. I was which, just about to say 2009 it was like kind of like a eh, year. I think it was the year that it was. Uh, I might have the year wrong, but I think it was the year that Last Guardian and Final Fantasy 15 came out. Wait, in 2009? The Last Guardian? Last Guardian, um, Last Guardian or Final Fantasy 15. Oh, that came was- out in 2000. That came out when we were married. That came out in 2016. 2016. Okay. Yes. So 2016 was a terrible year for video. <laughs> yes. And those are your two best like PlayStation titles that came out. Yes. Was a terrible year. So I can see somebody who phases out like in 2016. Mm-hmm. Like there's absolutely nothing good good to play right now. Yeah, fair. You could easily I I wouldn't judge any gamer for being like, yo, I'm calling it in in 2016. We out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basketball looks really interesting right now. <laughs> I mean, to be it. fair, there's a lot of things about 2016 that phased yeah. out a lot of people. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that was our 2020 of the time, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> but, weird. yeah, exactly. To think that 2016, we thought that was hard enough. Yeah. Ah, but no, I agree. And um, even talking about this very year, yeah, you know, 2020 or 2021, we're in now this past year. I can't keep track of the time. But 2020, I can see people either phasing into video games, mm-hmm. like really getting into it, or people like me, where I just got a lot of anxiety and yeah. just uh, a lot of states where I'm like, I, I can't really get into something right yeah. now. I like what he said with Dark Souls, right? Uh, not, not too long ago, I was having a, a mini anxiety attack just playing Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. And I don't know why. It was just like my breathing was heavier and I just I was not in a great place. So I was like, ah, 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 we're going to quit this game. Yeah. Going to die. Bye, everybody. And I went on to play Descenders. Descenders. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like what you said. A very Zen game. You know, yeah. Descenders is incredibly Zen about it. So, you know, sure. I'm trying to pull off a double back backflip right now, but that that's fine. It's a Zen game. You know, it's just going yeah. downhill and busting out tricks. It's great. You know, 
Uh, but I do like what he said. You know, it's just where you are. Like, what's your mm-hmm. life? What does your life look like each and every year? 2004, fantastic year. 2007, great year. 2015, great year for video games. Mm-hmm. 2016, ah, nah, yeah, great. Uh, Liz, what are your thoughts about this comment? Um, no, I completely agree that it's where you are. Like we were saying this past year, I've played less and less games. Like usually I'm almost like I could go. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm in the mood to play Sims. I'll play Sims. I haven't played Sims in a long time. Yeah. Like I, it's just not on my radar. I'm just focused more on just watching, like binging a good show this past year. It's just my brain can't handle learning a game and getting through it. Yes. So it's like I not having that much interest in playing too many games right now. And yeah. I know it'll come back eventually when I'm better in a better headspace and you know, maybe after we move and I, you know, yeah. think something's new and I'm like back like, okay, this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, but right now it's just like I, that's where my focus is. My focus is the channel and getting to move. Yeah. In August, hopefully. Hopefully August. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where my brain is. <laughs> Uh, Absolute Prodigy also had a comment on this very answer saying, I agree with this point. Sometimes you don't have time. I currently have little time between schoolwork and classwork. Mm-hmm. Wait, I have time. I would, I, I would imagine that schoolwork is classwork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, sure. I think you try to say like work, work, school, and work and classwork. Maybe there's no comma there between school, work and classwork. I'm going to assume yeah. that. So he said, oh, so I'm phased out. Would games ever leave me? No. It's just another form of relaxing media for me. Um, I want to move on to my last two answers here. And uh, they're from One Up Tempo. And the last one will be from Dan from the Greatest Story I Ever Played podcast. Uh, one Up Tempo, otherwise known as Andrew Orsi, mm-hmm. who uh, keeps appearing on the podcast for some reason. I don't know. He just breaks in for some reason. great. I guess. <laughs> Uh, Mike Fury is better. But anyways, uh, so Andrew Orsi has to say, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in with everybody else. And I've actually been thinking about this exact um, thing Mm -hmm. lately when I say, do you ever think about phasing out of video games? Because in a pandemic where I'm trying to take classes and trying to new loon, sorry, uh, take classes and trying to learn a new skill for a future job. I'm also stuck at home where where on on focus days video games are way too easy of a distraction from the work i want to get done so i'm already having an internal conversations of whether i'm letting the ease and comfort of games cut into my goals that i'm working on Mm -hmm. and then that weirdly spirals all the way around to will i still play video games when i'm retired because our parents generation largely dozens so mm-hmm. i think it's hard for my mind to comprehend that playing as an old man when i have no mental blueprint for what that looks like so yeah i think that i'm solid that i'm a solid i don't know i'm a second i'm seconding with game simp uh, had to say about a lot of your job your schedule work determined periods where you may not be able to play so much mm-hmm. so i could go either direction so basically, Andrew is going back to what Commander Nikki said. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, and, we'll see. <laughs> and I like, again, a different answer. He's phasing out because of, you know, your goals. He wants to focus on something else. Exactly. Yeah. And it could be the phase of what goals do you have in mind? Not mm-hmm. just where you are financially, where you are mentally, but like where are your goals right now? And sometimes 
like what you said, Mike, with being a doctor, there's just times where you have to hit the books every day. And once you do become a doctor, then you have more time. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about Andrew's answer, especially with the retirement part? I mean, I think he has to get his mindset in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's where discipline comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, there, you can play video games and just set your time properly. And this is coming from somebody who struggles with this. Mm-hmm. Yes. I struggle with, like, sometimes I just want to keep on playing video games. I don't want to edit videos. Yeah. I just like editing videos. <laughs> not because I'm not, like, I, I find that, like, I've found myself getting better and better and better every time I do it. You know, mm-hmm. practice makes them master. Yeah. But... I really don't like I wish I'd, I had an editor like I wish I was that big on YouTube where uh, to that point like I'm a pray the day that I'm big enough to hire an editor and be completely fine with it because I wish yeah. that I could just write record and then send out and mm-hmm. then post like that's it yeah. Write, record send out Write, record send out like I can't wait for that but you gotta you do have to make time for it like mm-hmm. uploading every single day does take a certain amount of dedication so I've had to take down my time playing Smite. Like I'm mm-hmm. right now playing Persona 5 Royal and I still like, I find I'm like, what, 10 hours in and I'm like, I'm going to finish this game in July. Yes. Like mm-hmm. this, it, it takes a lot of time. So you just, but you, I can't let Persona 5 be like, yo, we're going to, we're going to engulf you in this game and you're not going to be able to edit and record and put up videos every day. Like, no, I, I have to be disciplined enough to be able to play Persona 5. And then come back and do my job. So mm-hmm. he has to fix, he has to work with his mindset, kind of like think yeah. of, okay, I'm going to dedicate two hours to whatever, Call of Duty, Stardew Valley, uh, Madden, NBA 2K, whatever the case may be, two hours, and then I'm going to bust out this four-hour piece on my studies for this brand new job that's going to make sure I can buy more video games later. Yes. That's, that's, all, that's, that's all, that's all. Like, just organize yeah. your time. And you'll find you'll find you like, wow, I had this much time to like do like it because it's also that yeah. when you're playing video games, you reach that like that zone mm-hmm. where it's just Yes. What is and, time? and since you don't have a clock in front of you, it's like yeah. ten yeah. hours later. And you're still <laughs> yeah. there. Like, so you gotta you gotta work on like have a timer, like tell them to get a watch, uh, or like clock you know, put your timer on in two hours. Yeah. Two hours ahead, okay, I'm done. That Not that's a good point. Yeah, because when you're in the zone, if you don't have that alarm, I agree with that. I mean, it's kind of like the movie Soul, you know, Uh, having that. I'm just saying. I remember, but I going on that. I remember the first time I played The Sims 2 for GameCube. Yes. I think I went for five hours and didn't notice. Yeah. Like the very first time I remember I played and played and played. And then all of a sudden my mom's like, you got to come up for dinner. Yeah. I'm just like. I started this at noon. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark I, outside now. I think Skyrim was the first game to do that to me because I was always aware of my time. Yeah. Skyrim was the very first game where I was like, oh, you know, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And my roommate came in. It's like, Adam, you you missed two of your classes. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I remember like, you telling me about that. I was like, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I just went into it just like, yeah, I'll give it a go. We'll see what happens. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, what happened? Fallout New Vegas for me. Yeah. yeah, the first time I played it, oh. yeah. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, you just get, it. and that's the thing. It's unfortunate talking about phases. I want to get enthralled into mm-hmm. RPGs again. I don't have the time for yeah. a very good RPG. Yeah, like to to spend that much time in. Like what you said, you had you have ten hours. Uh, of persona five and you're like oh i'm not gonna finish this until july i'm the same way i i was about to start greedfall 
And I'm just like, oh, when am I going to finish it? Like, it, it just yeah. like frustrates me where I'm just like, Keep in mind, Greedfall is um, uh, more along the 20 hour and a half mark, like 20, 25 I know. hours, and I was like, hour top. You can, you can finish it off maybe in like a month. Like if you, if you just do like two yeah. hours a day, you can drop it off in like a month. I might start or one it. hour a day. Like, like just, you know, take it slow. Don't, you don't have to yeah. bust it out. Like before you go to bed, like mm-hmm. take a shower, just sit down. Okay. One hour. Yeah. One Make hour. Sure just start. Take an hour. Yeah. Cause that's the problem. You just one hour. All right. It's 11 o'clock. Let me go to bed. Exactly. That's one hour. You could get a lot done in one hour. Like games like, that are like that, that are not really yeah. super mm-hmm. long. Because one hour in Persona 5 is like three classes. That's all it is. Like it's yeah. just you just go in three classes and you're like, did I really just spend all that dialogue and all that time just, just to one do hour all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 long as hell. And that's the thing. I, I don't have time for the long games, but that's why I wanted to start Greedfall because I heard it's an RPG, but it's shorter. And I'm like, beautiful let's do it because my term of phasing out of video games is phasing out of long rpgs like i want to replay skyrim but i'm like do i want to do that to myself like do i really want to do that to myself i i replayed fallout 4 and i'm just like i'm 10 hours in i'm like ah Mm -hmm. this isn't gonna get done this isn't gonna get done so that's why i think greedfall will be that great RPG experience that I want to play mm-hmm. and I'll have actual time for it. Like Ghost of Tsushima was, you know, yeah. I, I actually had time for that. Um, but speaking of time, we're almost done this podcast and I yeah. actually have one more social media answer to go through. And this is coming from Dan from the greatest story ever played. I'm just going to read this one and then we'll go into this and closing thoughts. Um, Dan says until starting my podcast, which his podcast is the greatest story ever played mm-hmm. podcast where it goes into narrative-driven video games. Until starting my podcast, I had a pretty casual relationship with games. I could play a bunch with my friends in one weekend, then not play for months. Now my relationship with games is much deeper. Video games are the primary media I consume now. Uh, I'm curious what will happen when podcast when the podcast ends someday. What? What are you talking about, Dan? <laughs> uh, I'm curious what will happen when the podcast ends someday. Maybe types of media I will enjoy will become even more dis- uh, distribu- uh, distributed. My goodness, Adam. More evenly distributed. More evenly distributed. Great job, Adam. Um, or maybe I'll just get a new hobby and throw everything into that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and again, uh, absolute price. He says... Uh, honestly, at the start of the pandemic, I immediately realized I had no other hobbies and I picked up something else, 3D printing. And honestly, I um, love that. But yeah, I, I like what he said. Like mm-hmm. right now, he's deep into it. He has mm-hmm. a podcast about it. Uh, he has yeah. a podcast diving into the stories of video games. But what happens when that podcast ends someday? Yeah. Uh, Nikki's having a, a, a mental breakdown right now, <laughs> <laughs> but huge fan of the show. But yeah, so what happens when life goes on? Yeah. Again, it goes into Nikki's answer. I don't know. It yeah. goes into Andrew's answer. I don't know. Yeah. If you ask me, are you ever going to phase out of video games? The answer can't be no. It can't be yes. It can't be just, I don't know. Yeah. Could it happen? Yeah. Who knows? And I don't think you should put yourself in that kind of box mm-hmm. to say that I will love video games forever and ever and ever and give it a little smooch because it's in a box. You you have to realize that life is fluid. Li- yeah. Life will change. Life has experiences. You know, what happens when something traumatic happens in my life? You know, am I mm-hmm. going to stick to the same things that I have in my life? Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts? Um, Yeah, like, 
I was just thinking about it. If you if you go blind, video games go out the window. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like straight up. If something happens to you, if you had a bad accident, you lost your eyesight, you got into a bar fight, got glass in there, like whatever the case may be. Guess what? Video yeah. games are no more of an option for you. Sports mm-hmm. are no more for an option. Entertainment becomes really hard to consume. Like you can hear it. Yeah, but you can't really like interact. Like I can't shoot a basketball if I'm blind. I can't play video mm-hmm. games if I'm blind. I can't paint. Like I can maybe paint, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just yeah. throwing like paint all over the place. So it's like, like you said, life is tra- life can be traumatic. Life can be absolutely unexpected. Life is just a big question mark. The future is a big question mark. So you just got to roll with the punches. Video games are a great part of all of us. Um, during the pandemic, the pandemic, a lot of people started picking up video games as a hobby because everybody was stuck inside. So yeah. they had to find something to do inside. That's why the Switch sold so much and the PlayStation sold more and everything. Video games were up. Video game sales, everything was up for video games. Um, so it all it all depends. It's what we've been talking about this whole time. Who knows? No, because nobody knows the future. So who knows whether we'll kind of like get burned out of video games, but. As long as, like, he asked about the podcast, about when the podcast will end. As long as people create interesting video games or interesting stories, this podcast never has to end. Like, yeah. people people should really think about making their passion or making the things they love into their work. Like, it's, yeah. it's just common sense. You can, But it also has to be a game of awareness, too. Like, what makes you happy? And if talking about video game stories makes you happy, then... Yeah. Try to monetize mm-hmm. it as much as possible. And therefore you can live like a normal life. And all you do is work on Sundays talking about a story about a video game that was released whatever year. Yeah. yeah. You and, can do that. Like, And even with that, like it, it just goes into maybe he just loses interest in doing the podcast and it's, uh, it's just too time consuming. And someday, and unfortunately there's this great summary of it. All good things must come to an end. Yeah. All all the good things have to come to an end at some point. Yeah. You know? Correct. Not our marriage, but all good things do come to an good end save. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um good say. <save>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to I have to live with it with my wife. You so. have to. <laughs> uh, so to, to talking about Dan's answer. Uh <laughs> I, oh man, this is podcast is great. Yeah, it's like I, I do agree with him. That's like sometimes you have to think about like someday you mm-hmm. th- the thing will end. Yeah. Someday maybe I won't be into video games. Someday maybe this podcast will end. Who knows? You know, someday mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe I'll become a professional skateboarder and I will rule the world and maybe. I will take <laughs> Nigel Houston away from his job. Who maybe. knows what's going to happen? But th- that's the point. Is that. I think I think this is a good time to go into closing thoughts here. Uh, just writing down the timestamp here. My goodness, that's this is a good show, by the way. I, yeah. I just want to point this out. Uh, Maybe I think, you want to go play Sims. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think um, hey, with, an hour, just yeah, an hour, just an yeah, hour of Sims, just an hour. Yeah, yeah it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, me and Liz will give our closing thoughts first, and then Mike will uh, end the show. Uh, with his closing thoughts, give him the last words here. But I think for me, when we talk about uh, is being a gamer just a phase? Will we someday phase out? I think we all summed it up right here yeah. on the show. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that's all right to say that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think if you 
keep thinking about if you're going to phase out, you're not going to enjoy the video game. Mm -hmm. You're always going to feel this pressure of I got to play this much because I'm I'm going to phase out at age 39. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You could be 55 and still gaming. You could be 30, 35 and phase out. Yeah. The point is that you don't know in life and just enjoy the game while you have it. And don't let anyone around you tell you to phase out of anything. You know, yeah. you rule your life. Uh, well, to some point, you know, the government has their ways and they oh, won't give you gracious. they will not still give okay. you the $1,400 okay. stimulus. But OK, Liz, what are your closing <laughs> thoughts? Um, no, I definitely agree that in the end, we don't know. Yeah. But for me, if you think of it more as a a medium to consume mm. like media. Yeah. Like like WandaVision. Like WandaVision. Yeah. Oh, we can't get into spoilers. Anyway, ah. We won't talk but, about it. Yeah. Don't talk about it because I haven't watched the last episode. So. <gasps> oh, no. Okay. 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 Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So if you think about it more as a way to consume like media or something like that mm-hmm. instead of a hobby, then I don't really see it as ever being a phase because think about it. People don't grow out of enjoying books or enjoying movies. Yeah. It's just, that's your way of consuming art. Yes. Whereas if you think of it a hobby, then yes, you could have a phase. It could just be a phase, but I think of it more as someone's preferred way of consuming media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it can be a phase. I think whether that's how you're consuming it, forever or not it's still something you enjoy yes even if you're not doing it anymore like i used to watch a lot more netflix and shows like i used to watch like a ton of different things yes but i'm more selective i have i usually focus on one show at a time now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. or at least, or i try to so it's like this is what my brain can handle right now mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing instead of watching this show and watching this show and that show like I'm more selective with my time. And the same thing with video games. Even if you're playing one video game a year and you only play it for like a month in that year. Yeah. Or if you're not, if you don't play it at all that year, it's still some, a way that you enjoy to consume. Mm-hmm. Then it's not a phase. It's just something that you don't have time or headspace to do right now. Yeah. Fair point. Uh, Mike, your final closing thoughts. Um, I would say do what you love. Yeah. And and middle finger to everybody else. Like <laughs> it's your life. Yeah. Do what you love. Like it's not like don't exactly. allow anybody to dictate what you like or what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people say that you should be married by the age of 25. Like mm-hmm. you should be. Like it'd be nice to. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. But you don't have to be. Yeah. Like I hate it when people put rules into this. Oh, you're a grown man. You have four kids or whatever the case may be. You shouldn't be playing video games. Says who? Yeah. Yeah. Says who? It's not written anywhere. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. Not. Allow life to just basically blossom into whatever it's gonna be. Just exactly. let it let it run. Let it run yeah. its course. And if you fall out of love for video games, that's okay. If you keep on playing video games until you're hundred, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. That's really there, there's no rules to life. And there's no rules to playing video games. If yeah. like, just do what you want to do. If you want to make video games your job, make video games your job. Just know that it does come with criticism. But then again, I criticize anybody who works <laughs> nine nine hours yeah. for somebody or a company that doesn't care about them. I care. Yeah. I do the same exact thing. So I'll be like, how, how you get mad? Like, how do you get mad at a streamer that gets donations? 
but you're out here working $9 for a company that could fire you in an instant. Yes. Exactly. You're mad at him for taking his his destiny, taking his life into his own hands and making money off of his passion. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you just, like, I don't know. People are weird. But point is, do what you want. Have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Fair. Yeah. I mean, great show, by the way. This yeah. is This is fantastic. But before we officially close out the show, once again, we're rolling out the red carpet for Mr. Mike Fury here. All right. Uh, Mike, tell us about any projects that you have, where we can find you on YouTube or any other links you would like us to have. Uh, Mike Fury, show us your show. Show us your stuff. Um, you can find me on, on YouTube as Mike Fury. Uh, I've been planning on starting to stream soon. Okay. Like it's in the back of my mind. I want to start doing that, but I need to make sure that like all the internet connections proper and like all yeah. the, like, what bit rate I need to use. I need to do a lot of research before I start doing that, but I want to start doing that and having that be part of the like daily uploads. So I'll like upload a video in the morning, stream in the afternoon. I want to like, like I'm really trying to like just hype up the production. Uh, there's a couple, like I already mentioned earlier on in the show that I want to do that documentary style. Yeah. 2004 was the greatest year of video games. Cause it probably was, uh, yeah. And then like, there's, uh, I think there's another top five coming tomorrow. I, if I'm not mistaken, there's, there's a couple more reviews I want to do. Uh, today's Friday, right? Yeah. There should be a review coming out tomorrow. Uh, well, sorry, Sunday. So yeah, there's just a lot of stuff you can follow. You can nice. follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Everything's done. Not in this description. I don't know if you guys put all of my links in the description. <laughs> I but, post most of your links. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, just follow me on YouTube. That's where I'm mainly at, and I post videos daily. So yeah, heck yeah, awesome. And again, like what Mike said, I will put a link to his YouTube channel, his Twitter, his Instagram. Uh, you can go follow him there. But definitely subscribe to his channel. He has daily uploads. Ours are weekly and it's a podcast so yeah. mike uh has a lot of information to put out there it sounds like he's got a great project for the 2004 video so keep your eyes open for that but mike once again thanks for coming on the show man you had some mm-hmm. oh, thanks for having me yeah it was fun you was had hilarious. some great thoughts <laughs> it was i mean thank you for backing me up on uh liz's statement there that she set herself up for <laughs> shut <laughs> up why'd you need uh, to bring it up again that's that was too funny yeah. <laughs> that was just hilarious i'm glad mike was here for that it was a beautiful moment <laughs> moments uh i think we'll just she end will, this she will have nightmares have <laughs> I, I love you i hey. want ice cream okay i'll get you ice cream later okay um but mike thanks again for coming on the show and uh you can follow us on social media uh you can follow us on twitter at gaming groceries you can follow us on instagram games groceries all one word join the discord there's a link in the description down below uh mike's gonna join it he is now forced to he has to walk the plank doesn't matter i'll definitely join nice no at all. i'll definitely join so if you want to talk to mike on the discord definitely join it on there and uh with all that said and done thanks for being here we hope to see you next week stay driven keep gaming and have a good one bye